I'd just like you to turn with me to a scripture. It's not going to be a long one. I won't read Psalm 119 tonight. I don't have enough time for that. And um, I'm just going to read from Ezekiel chapter 3. And if you have your Bible, just turn with me there quickly. Ezekiel chapter 3, reading from verse 16 to verse 18. 16 to 18. Ezekiel chapter 3. And it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight I want to just share something quickly with you. And you could turn the lights off now and see if we could get this place a little darker and see if we could share something. I hope you can see it. That's right. Brother Alan called me and said, what are you going to be talking about? And I said, well, it's a little topic here and I'm sure you have seen it in the bulletin already so I'm gonna write it on the board uh, I'm just gonna use some black paint that's what I'm doing using some black paint to make some green and yellow letters so look at the green and the yellow this is the letter R E and this letter is the letter D, and the next one's an I, and this is an S. I suppose this is an C O V right here, E right here, and an R right here, I again, N, and the letter G. So you look at the green part of it, don't look at the black. All right, so we see the word, and here is the letter T and H right here, another E here. Now, this letter is the letter G and O, and here's an N, here's another G, O, S, and um, just keep on looking at the yellow and the green, P, E, I think, I hope I'm spelling it right. It's a long time now I left school, boy, I tell you. Um, can everybody see that? No, some of you, you haven't said anything. That means you don't see it because you're a little bit far back and because it's not dark enough, then you are not seeing it. But it is saying 
rediscovering the go in gospel. What a theme, what a thought. And actually, I saw that in a sermon, and I thought I would borrow that because it sounds very interesting to me, rediscovering the go in the gospel. So what happened to the go in the gospel? What happened to it? Well, I was thinking, meditating, and I felt to myself that the go in the gospel got mixed up, got misplaced somewhere in our church program, not bulletin, in our church program. And I have a little writing here that I use for seminar, just like a, an attention getting. And I'm going to read a part of it for you. It's very funny. It says here, it's called The Fisherman. And it says, Now it came to pass that a group existed who called themselves fishermen. And lo, there were many fish in the waters all around, and the fish were hungry. Week after week, month after month, and year after year, these who called themselves fishermen met to talk about their call to fish, the abundance of fish, and how they might go about fishing. Year after year, they carefully defined what fishing means, defended fishing as an occupation, and declared that fishing is always to be a primary task of fishermen. Continually they search for new and better method of fishing and for new and better definition of fishing. They sponsored costly nationwide and worldwide congresses to discuss fishing, promote fishing, and hear all about the ways of fishing such as the new fishing equipment. The fish calls and any new bait. In addition to meeting regularly, they organize a board to send out fishermen to other places where there were many fish. All the fishermen seemed to agree that what was needed was a board which could challenge fishermen to be faithful in fishing. Large training centers were built whose original and primary purpose was to teach fishermen how to fish. Over the years, courses were offered on the need to fish, the nature of fish, where to find fish, and how to approach and feed fish. Those who taught and had doctorates in fishology, but the teachers did not fish. They only taught fishing. And those who were sent out to fish did exactly as those who sent them. I want to cut it. It's a little long. But here's the question. It says they received ridicules of some who made fun of their fishermen's club. 
and the fact that they claim to be fishermen yet never fished. Imagine how hurt some were when some day, one day a person suggested that those who don't catch fish are not really fishermen. I thought that was kind of funny, and I love to use that when I'm doing um, seminars and challenging people about reaching out to the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so tonight, I just want to share a little bit with you, just a word of challenge, and to remind you again of the gospel that says we must go. And so, um, la when it was earlier this year, I think late last year, they had a congress in South Africa, the Lausanne Congress. And I didn't get to go, but my international director, he attended the congress. And then he sent us back some very challenging notes that he received from some of the speakers. And they were talking about the Great Commission. And they were saying that the Great Commission really is something that is completable. It's a completable task. That means it's something that we can accomplish. Then it said that the first five book of the New Testament that Jesus emphasized the whole issue and the challenge and gave the command about going and to fulfill the great commission. He said that everyone, that means in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, Jesus gave the great commission spoke about it, and challenged the disciples to go. And so the writer says that in the book of um, Matthew, there is something that we see here, and I'm just going to put quickly here, we see the, as Jesus told the disciple, we see the D-E-E, T-T-H, the depth of the command. And that was where Jesus looked at the disciples and he told them that all authority, not some, but all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And that's why I said that we the 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 go in the gospel got mixed up a little bit, got misplaced in our not your program, but in our program, because wherever we go today, it's the same thing that people are more concerned about the church and the four walls more than the open air. Last year, a gentleman invited me to come to 
um, Anguilla to preach the gospel, to use the sketchboard and so on. And when I got there, he told me, he said, preacher, he said, my problem is, and it's just that people will not go out of the church and go on the street and share the gospel. And he had a burning desire to see people saved. And we set up some open-air meetings, and unfortunately, not one of those open-air meetings had 10 people attending. Not one of them. But I said to him, do you know what we need to do? We need to get permission to go into the schools and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those boys and girls. It will be more profitable. That's the young generation coming up. And we got permission, and we went into every public school on that little island. It's not a large island, have maybe about 15,000, 16,000 people, but they are all there around. And the same problem that is in Nassau, the same problem that is in Jamaica, is the same problem in Anguilla. Rebellion, the boys and girls won't go to um, church and they fight. You know, I, I went to the high school and they had security guards there. I could not believe a high school. Security guards were there and they would check the boys when they come in because they might have a knife on them or have a gun. And so they checked them out. But we were able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, for, the, for the time I was there, I spoke to almost five thousand boys and girls with the gospel and saw many of them responded to the claims of Christ and their lives and I just give God praise and thanks and I just want to challenge you that people will still listen to the gospel if we go they are not coming to the church they are not coming and this is an example tonight to let you know that here are all these benches. They won't come. They are on the street. They are uh, maybe down by the beach or somewhere else. And that is why Jesus said we should go. He knew it was going to happen. That people, it, the time was going to come when people wouldn't come to church anymore. And it's only the faithful few. Those that have a desire to worship God, to listen to the word of God and to be fed like yourself and you're here. But the people who need to be here, they are not here. You're coming because you love God. But there are those who don't love God and those are the ones that need to hear the gospel but they are not here. How are they going to hear? The Apostle Paul say, you have to be sent. Somebody got to go. Go, go, go. God asks Isaiah, who will go? And so Isaiah volunteered that he would go and preach the gospel. I tell you, things are not doing quite well when it comes on to the gospel because the mission field is getting harder and harder and more difficult. I was reading a little hard, some articles here and the fellow said we are actually fighting a losing battle. Now, I don't think in one sense it is because God... The Lord Jesus would not have given us anything to do that 
he knows that we can't do. But we are not being faithful as much as we can. And the fellow was saying, he said, the missionaries are reaching about uh, two million heathen every year. Compare the two million with the 65 million increase in world population. It looks frustrating. If it were possible to add 178,200 people to the church every 24 hours, there would be as many unreached and church people in the world as ever. Can you imagine that? Because what? Because so many people are being born every day. That's right. There's a statistic that say that in the United States, there are 11, over 11,000 people that are born every day. And then you have about 4,900 that dies every day. That means the population of reaching is still escalating. We still have more and more and more people in the world. And so what's going to happen? How are they going to hear? We must go, brothers and sisters, because if we don't go, then they won't hear. So Jesus said he has the power and that we must go because he will be with us. So it says that there is what? The depth of the whole thing that Jesus gave us. The depth of the commission. Here is another word in another one which is in Mark. He says also not only that there is the depth of it. But here is another um, one. Let me put the word here. B right here. R. E A Let me sure make sure I <laughs> B R A D is it T H breath Not only that the breath but it has another word there here we go now boy this is fancy right here Q U a N T that's right T I T Y the quantity the quantity of the commission is that he said must go into all the world not a part preach the good news to all creation now, the word all and the word go, I don't think it needs too much definition to understand what it means. In Jamaica, they have these big billboards about like eight by uh, four by eight, and they would just like put a portion of scripture on it, or they would put something like, thou shalt not. And then they ask the question, what in thou shalt not that you don't understand? Very interesting. What in thou shalt not that you don't understand? 
Now, what is it in the word go that we don't understand? I think go simply means go. Go into all the world and preach the good news. Every day we hear bad news, terrible news. We've been hearing on the radio, on the TV, wherever we go. We hear this sad news about people being killed. And um, the fellow was saying um, the other night about the sad situation about um, these men shooting all these women with a baby in their hand. He said that within the past couple of months that there were five women that were shot that had a baby in their hand. Young men who need to hear the gospel. Unless we go, it's going to get closer and closer and closer to us. Do you remember Mordecai when Mordecai said to Esther, you need to go in and speak to the king. And she was saying, no, I can't go. You don't understand the situation. And Mordecai said to her, he said, listen to me. If you don't go, then things are going to get worse. And you yourself, you're a Jew. So you're not going to escape. God will find another way to deliver us. But if you don't go, then you are also in danger. And that's what's going to happen, brother and sister. If we don't go, then we ourselves are going to be in danger because, you, you know, people are getting more vile, they're getting more evil, disrespectful, just as the book of Timothy said, in the last day that men shall be lovers of themselves, they are going to be heady and high-minded, they're going to be disrespectful, respectful to those that are in authority and for righteousness. They are going to just have a form of godliness, but they are just not there with it at all. They are denying the power. Jesus said, I have the power, and I am giving you the power to go. And we need to go. Sometimes we feel afraid and said we're not going to go. But you see, brothers and sisters, I heard a missionary was saying that, look, you can go anywhere and preach the gospel. And he said, Jesus says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But he never said that you're going to come back. But you see, that's the way, that's the part that we are afraid of because we want to come back. But Jesus said, go. And if we know and we can be assured that we will come back, then maybe we'll think about it. But Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So here we have God, um, Jesus is giving us the, the old, um, the breadth and the quantity. And that is found in Mark chapter 16, where we, it talks about going to all the world and preach the good news. What a wonderful thing. Bible said that there is those that sits in darkness and in the shadow of death. Upon them as the light shine. Isn't that wonderful when you're in darkness and you can't find your way and you see a glimmer of light. Oh my goodness. It gives you hope. It gives you hope. It gives you hope. And the people there are hopeless. They are helpless. And God is saying, 
go into all the world and preach the gospel. Not only that, there is the depth, but here is another one quickly here. Um, S-U-R-E. Oh, wow. This is the... Look at the green part of it. The word is surety. The surety of the great commandment. What's the surety? We know it is true what God says in his word. We know that Jesus died on the cross, rose again, because he said to his disciples when he met them, he said to them, this is what is written. Christ will suffer and rise from the dead and on the third day. And then he said, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning at Nassau. Beginning at Jerusalem. We must get the gospel to them. If we don't, they won't hear. And in the scripture that I read in Ezekiel, I was always challenged by that scripture. That God said to Ezekiel, You are my watchman. You're watching out, looking out for the people. Looking out for what? The enemies. And he said that you need to blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then he said, if you do not warn the people and the enemy comes and destroy the people, and they die in their wicked ways if you don't warn them from their wicked ways. And they die in their sins. God said to the prophet, if they die in their sins and you didn't warn them, I am going to hold you responsible. That's frightening, brothers and sisters. That's frightening. And it goes for us. That we need to be a witness for Jesus. We need to tell people wherever we go about the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to share that with him. Whether we go to school, whether we go to work, whether whatever we do. But wherever we go, we should be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that is what he says. Because some people think that, well... Uh, the gospel is for the preacher, for the evangelist, for the pastor to preach. No. And Jesus knew that. And he said to the people, he said, Ye are all witnesses to the truth, to me. Ye are my witnesses. So nobody is excluded. That's right. We all need to be a part of it and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with men and women, boys and girls, wherever we go, wherever we are, wherever they are, we are to go, 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 go and reach them where they are. 
Sometimes I have to travel early morning to get to a school. You have to wake up 5 o'clock in the morning, get ready, and by 6.30, I have to be on the road because I'm trying to beat the traffic to get to a school for 7 o'clock. That's right. Because we have school that begin at 7 o'clock, and I've got to be there to set up and get ready for 7 o'clock. You know, I went to a school one morning and there was a little uh, misunderstanding with the time and, and so on. And when I spoke to the principal, he said to me, we don't generally have preachers here for the first shift. Because preachers are always saying that, you know, it's too early. I can't come out there at 7 o'clock. In the morning to preach, I gotta be in my bed. I can't wake up to get here at that time. But you know, they say that the early bird catches the most worms. That's right. And so I, I love to get, go there. Um, because the kids are there and I know that other than that, I'm not gonna get them. That's the time they're there. And so I wanna share the gospel with them. So, um, forget about the sleep until 7 o'clock and 7.30. No, I am sorry. I cannot afford that. Because there's somebody that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, we, uh, are thankful for the opportunity and the privilege we have. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father, what? Sent me, sent me, surety. Did I miss out a word here? The last one we have were the surety, that's right. We have another one here is, quickly, let me pour here. This one here is M-O-D-E-L. Not only that, we have the surety and Jesus said, uh, I'm going to be with you. No matter what, I'm going to be with you. But we have also the model. What is the model? The model is that Jesus says to his disciples, As the Father has sent me, so send I you. So Jesus is not going to send us to do something or ask us to do something that he knows we are incapable of completing. No. Whatever he tells us to do, we can do it. Because he has given us the power, the wherewithal to complete that assignment. So brothers and sisters, let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Because someday God is going to Call us, and God is going to give us our reward. And the last one is that we have here, and this one is found in the book of Acts. We have e, um, E-X-T right here, and E, and another N, and another T. Look at the green and the yellow, and we have the extent of the Great Commission. What is the extent? She said, go into all the world. 
all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, beginning at Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. And you might be saying, well, I can't. I can't go to Africa. I can't go wherever. Well, I know. And God knows that everybody can't go overseas. But we be a part of the program in prayer, in our financial support, and in the program, and when we can go around the community, then we become a part of it. We share in that. Whenever we get the opportunity, we should do it. I heard a story about a man who was traveling, and um, he was a preacher. And he stopped at a restaurant to have lunch. And when the gentleman who was serving the lunch came over and took his order, the Holy Spirit said to him, speak to that man. But he was tired, weary, and he just forget about it. Speak to the man. And about two, three times, the voice of the Lord spoke to him, speak to that man. He got the lunch, he ate his lunch. And paid his bill, got up, he went out. Didn't speak to the man. Jumped into his car and as he was about to drive off, he heard bang! And it came from the restaurant. He was scared. He jumped out of the car, dashed back over there just to see what was going on. And then he saw the people were moving towards the kitchen. And he walked over there. And guess what? The same man that served them the lunch took a gun and blew his brains out. Can you imagine how he felt when he realized that God was saying to him, that man is on his verge and you need to save his life. Just as it said in Ezekiel, if you refuse, if God said you should warn them and you don't, and he died in his sins, he said, your blood, his blood, is going to be on your shoulder. How many of us want the blood of somebody else to be on our shoulder? I sure don't want that to be. May God help us to share the gospel because the greatest problem we have on this earth today is this three-letter word, sin. And that is why Jesus sent us and said to go into all the world. Why? Because he knew that if man dies in their sin, he said they will be separated from him. The Bible said God commends his love unto us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Bible said that he was nailed to the cross and he shed his blood. That is why we have peace today. That is why we have joy. That is why we have everything else because what? Jesus was willing to sacrifice himself. Not to offer a sacrifice, 
Book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus didn't offer a sacrifice, but this man offered himself. He became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And I don't know, as I close, I don't know, but maybe you're here tonight and you have never actually invited Jesus in your heart. You have never asked him to forgive your sins. And I would like to challenge you tonight as I close, that if you're here, Jesus is still calling and saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, Jesus said, I will come in and I will blot out all your sins and your iniquity. And he said that I will remember them no more. Remember, Jesus said, if you die in your sins, you cannot come where I am. So I want to encourage you tonight, if you're here and you're not saved, you come to church and you've been coming to church over and over and over, that's a good thing. But just coming to church is not good enough. So we're going to close in a word of prayer. The lights will be still off for a moment. We're going to pray. And I'd like to pray with you. And if you're there and you're not saved and you'd like to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, I am going to ask you right in that seat just to repeat the simple prayer of faith after me. Believe it for yourself, and God will hear your prayers. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you do that? Let's pray together. I'm going to go slowly, and if you'd like to repeat the prayer, then repeat after me. God bless you. Let's pray. Dear God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus I realize that I'm not saved and if I should die right now I would be separated from you forever so I ask you in the name of Jesus forgive me of all my sins wash me in your precious blood and make me your child. Lord Jesus, I receive you right now into my life and into my heart. And I promise you to live for you for the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer, God heard that prayer. And he has forgiven you. Therefore, now you need to Confess Jesus as Lord. Jesus said that there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents. More than over 99 just persons that needs no repentance. So if you're here tonight and you pray that prayer, before you leave here, I'm going to ask you to speak to somebody, Brother Jerry, one of those Christian men or women, somebody, you might know them here. So speak to them before you leave. They would love to speak with you and to encourage you. Father, we exalt your name and we give you all the glory 
We give you all the praise. We thank you for your grace. And we pray, Lord, that you challenge our heart. Help us, Lord Jesus, to understand that each and every one of us are responsible to take the gospel out into the world, to the end of the earth. And as one preacher said, that this generation of saints is responsible for this generation of sinners. We commit our ways into your hands and ask your blessing upon this church and everyone here tonight. And we will give you the glory, the praise, and the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen.